Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. I am Lucia Matuonto, and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Today we are heading to the vibrant city of Los Angeles to hang out with the incredible Thales Correa. Originally from Brazil, Thales is an actor and film director with an impressive lineup of series and shorts, including the Doggy Bank series, currently streaming on Amazon Prime. So Thales, bem-vindo. Welcome to the RV. Thank you so much. Muito obrigado. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you so much, Lucif, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here, speak to your listeners, and be in your RV. That's exciting, too. <laughs> yes, I couldn't wait to drive to LA. Thales, have you lived in the US since your 20s? What's yeah. the thing you miss the most from our beautiful country, Brazil? Ah, the things that I miss the most from our beautiful country, Brazil. <laughs> uh, you said on the on the uh, on the on the in the question was including the word beautiful. I think the beauty of of the country is something that I miss, especially Rio, right? Like where you're from. I lived in Rio a little bit, uh, so Rio is impressively beautiful. Like is like a is like a a mix of nature and, and big city and, and lifestyle. I love Rio. And I've been to uh, Nordeste, right? The north part of Brazil. So there's a lot of beautiful places in Brazil that I miss. But I think one thing that, that, that hits more is like the, the way that the so, uh, society, like the way people uh, are with each other in Brazil is a little different, especially in, in, from, from LA. Like Los Angeles is a spread out city. People, uh, you know, is everything is far from from each other. Is rare, like is is a, a lot of work for you to get to meet people. Like to you know, especially nowadays, everything's through Zoom and and so is re- like I just had a, a meeting recently. Person that that lives like not that far from here, and then I'm like, why we never meet in person? I know that today is different, but but still, Brazilians has a, like a way that like they're very welcoming people they're very like we, we they're quick to make friends i remember that we were talking about gym earlier right i remember in brazil every time i go there to visit my family and i'm working out at at, at the gym in my city i make new friends at the gym in brazil and here we barely talk, talk. like at 10 years I, i i work out at the gym here I, I never made any friends from the gym. I might say hello or whatever. In Brazil, I made like best friends 
from people that I just met at the gym, just working out. And it's just this kind of thing that I miss, like uh, the way people uh, relate to each other in Brazil is a little bit more warm, if I will. But yeah. <laughs> it's been over 10 years since I visited the Brazil. And wow. because I've been living abroad for over 20 years, and I really miss my friends and mm -hmm. food, the food in Brazil. Oh, the food, yeah. Yeah, the food is really good too. <laughs> and people, people there are very warm and welcoming. There's a special thing about the way people relate to each other there, right? Yeah. Yeah, I really miss that. <laughs> and Thales, rewinding a bit, can you share with our listeners a little bit about your childhood? A little bit about my childhood. Oh, my God. Yeah, back to Brazil. I grew up in this um, in this small, small town called Campo Belo. Uh, it's in the state of Minas Gerais and it's very rural. My dad was a coffee farmer and yeah. And my city is just like the typical small town, you know, Catholic and, and not a lot going on in the city. Uh, mo like most of the kids are, are waiting to reach a certain age so they can go study in a bigger city, like maybe the capital, you know, do like, in Brazil, we have the, 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 the federal schools, like uh, the schools that are that are public, right? That um, uh, the universities. So usually those those type of universities are like prestigious uh, institutions for you to study. And they are located in bigger towns. So like that's kind of like the dream when you're when you're a kid, especially in my town, because we're like, oh, I can't wait to, you know, passing one of those universities and take me out of here like <laughs> so that was that was my childhood like I never um I never fit in very well with everything you know like being uh like always been interested in art like there was not a lot around me like there was not even like a movie theater in my town yeah so like I watch films from VHS or TV and so it was very limited, uh, and I always wanted to express uh, my art in some way, like like little theaters and stuff like that. So it was like that typical kid growing up, and 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 I couldn't wait to, to leave. Like mm -hmm. I, I think when I was sixteen years old, I I convinced my parents to let me go to a bigger city to study for. Uh, vestibular right like it would be like uh, like the exam to get into the university uh SAT. and <laughs> SET I think that, that that will be uh you know similar to the SET here in, in America and and then they allow me to go to a bigger city and that's when I start like getting to theaters and and being able and also like I'm growing up I was discovering my sexuality I'm 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 you know, part of the LGBTQ plus community. I'm a gay guy. So, so that was something that also was uh, big in my childhood, big challenge, right? Because it was not a, a very welcoming place to, I mean, I didn't, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't very welcoming for me to come out uh, back then. Yeah. Yeah. So Dan, I know that you lived in other series 
and you made the big leap to LA to study mm -hmm. theater and cinema. So did yeah. your family have your back as you chased your dreams, Talis? Like, look. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like... My mom always, here's the thing, my mom always want me, my my family always, my dad and my mom always want me to have a degree, right? Like, oh, you need to have a degree and whatever. And they didn't actively support. It was, but they didn't, they weren't that much against either. I almost had this, like, since I was a young kid, like, I almost had this rebel attitude. Like, they knew they couldn't hold me back. Like, right? Because <laughs> at 16, I was already, like, living on my own and so they try they would try to dissuade me somewhere else but they wouldn't they wouldn't you know say like like a hard no but uh i mean it's hard because it's hard to answer that because they 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 support me but they don't you know <laughs> Like yeah, I know, they, I know. It, they want you to stay closer to them. Yeah, they want. Yeah. But at the same time, they they didn't want to just say stay and just thinking about themselves. Yeah. Because we parents, we we usually want our kids close oh, to yeah. us. No, I can't imagine that. I have a I have two opposite figures. Like my daddy was someone who want me to succeed in no matter what whatever it takes and he like he's like a, he like you know he was a dreamer like thinking back because he passed away like uh when i was 23 i had him in my life when i was younger right but like thinking back about his attitude as an adult i could see how how much of a like a, a dreamer he was and and when i had big dreams and, and big aspirations like oh when i move to la he would be the one who would support me and convince my mama like let the kid do what he's trying to do you know because my mom was like oh what is this i'm not sure no he should be here like you know i want mama to be closer but i remember he's he's uh telling her like one of the second years when I was living in LA, I would come back to visit them. And then my mom still like, what, what, what is it that you're doing? Like, I don't understand like how, like, like arts and film. And then my dad would tell her like, like he wants to be an artist. He wants to be a filmmaker, right? Yes. Like what is the biggest place on earth that he can be doing this? This is Los Angeles, United States. So that's, that's simple. Like for of me, course. that. Yeah, so so that's why he's there. So like I like that like really love my dad like because he, he you know he would uh, understand that way. So he would like be like that, you know, like bouncing back and forth. And then he passed away, but then I was already independent. So my mom like, you know, she 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 never understood, but she supports. She wants me to be happy, you know, in the end of the day. I'm sorry for your loss. No, that's all good. I'm I'm sorry to bring that up, but it's just uh, you know, it's just it's just part of like my support system for sure. Mm -hmm. And let's jump into your series. I'm so excited to talk about it. So <laughs> your latest project, Doggy Bank. Yes. Is part of Warner's 150 grand, as I was reading, and I'm so honored to have 
three chapters being played at our podcast catch the story thank you so much yeah of course thank you so much for doing that that was a uh... That's the first time we do that, to be honest, like when we were talking about it and then we're like, yeah, today there's like a lot of uh, different mediums, right? Like people listen to audiobooks all the time. I do. I, I'm one of them, you know? And then when I did the incredible work that you do with your podcast and all, all of the media that you're involved, I also really admire all your work. And so it's a pleasure for me for you to give us a space for us to tell a little bit of the story and give the taste uh, of our series, uh, you know, to your listeners. So and then we're, we're, we're like, you know, let's just make this happen. And then we did that exclusive for you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for your kind words. But when I when I listened to the episodes, I was just amazed by this story. It's like a roller coaster of fun and wit. You know, I had a lot of fun. And I would like you could share a little bit of Doggy Bank with our listeners, please. Yeah, sure. Thanks so much. Yeah, uh, well, Doggy Bank is a dark comedy, but it's a simple story of uh, friendship versus ambitions, right? Uh, we tell this friendship story through our character Rumian, which is like this slacker uh, Uber driver, like there, you know, that ends up meeting this old uh, man called Borba and he's uh, leaving all of his money to his puppy. And then Rubin start um, babysit the puppy and kind of like eyeing on the prize. But, uh, But it's, it's like you said, it's like uh, it, through this backdrop, we were able to talk about, explore like how friendship intertwine when you have material interests and, and the value of friendship. So that's really what Doggy Bank is about. And, you know, we do that through humor and with a cute little pup. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. That little puppy is so, yeah. so cute. Very cute, huh? <laughs> it's cute. And he's a little awkward too. He has like a little teeth that comes out. So he's a he's a cute, but you're like <laughs> how did you choose that little one? It's funny the dog because like when I was writing this script, uh as a filmmaker, you like you you first think like, oh, I need a big dog to make like to fill up the screen and and, and, and you know, and so you imagine that also. Uh, Doggy Bank is based on on uh, 
on the book by Machado de Assis, like this great Brazilian author that we all know, Brazilians know, right? That we're trying like to bring up to America. And it's based on his book called Kinkas Borba. And when you read Kinkas Borba, also when I was reading, I was imagining, like it's a book, so I was imagining a, a big dog or at least like a medium-sized dog. So when I was writing the script, that, you know, that thinking carried through and that that's what i had in mind and i saw some dogs and but my actor had that dog that's like the dog of the series belongs to the actor who plays the old guy i know <laughs> yeah and then uh I, i i knew about it but but he's my friend so i, I already knew it but I, it never crossed my mind that i would shoot with the puppy because it was like that's too small and i never saw it but then um at at some point it just makes sense that it would be the pup the puppy and then we're like you know what that's actually cool that is a puppy because uh it goes against you know <laughs> It goes against like the 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 normal thinking that I was having. It was like, oh, like dogs and 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 movies. You want that dog that makes a lot of mess and 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 then I felt that it was a lot of chemistry, not just with the owner of the puppy, but with my my character Ruby and like the way he holds the dog, you know, because it's too too small, so he can holds it in certain ways that that create that bond that is that is that is interesting on screen as well. Was mm -hmm. a great combination. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How did you manage to capture Machado's unique style in the mm -hmm. format of six episodes for Doggy Bank? I hope I did, and I appreciate you saying that because, like, when you read Machado, even in English, I read his books in English, uh, originally in Portuguese. He, he writes he's from Brazil, writes in Portuguese, but even the translations in English, you can grasp the style and the unique way of writing that he has that's one of the reasons why uh, i wanted to do this adaptation and wanted to explore that because i really admire a uh, bold artist or bold writers like you know that that take another direction to tell a simple story and he's definitely one of that like doing that like from 1800s, like almost 130 years ago and colonial Brazil, like completely different type of society in like the way he was writing. And uh, some say that they, that he was like son of slaves. There's like some, some theory about his background. He was like a black author and, and people didn't know he was black for a long time because there was no iPhones and pictures, right? <laughs> But just like knowing all that kind of thing. And then when you read his work and you see like uh, how genius he was, uh, not just on the way he, he tells stories and, and the angles that he chose to, to tell story, but, but the way he used the language too. And I thought it was impressive and, and I really liked that type of thing. And then, and then I was like, how could that be cinematic nowadays? Because a lot of things that I also thought it was genius from his book, it was like, Even though it was all, all, all of this that I mentioned that that seemed completely out of our world, right? Like the time, the 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 the, the place, like being in Brazil, like this story seems so like that pertains to today. Like he was talking about like a pandemic that was happening back then. There's some mention to that, 
and also like this need for search for materialism that court in Rio had and people trying to show off and the, the guilt that the main character had to be chasing that money over the friendship with that old man is something that we, we nowadays we see so much and we feel like guilty as a society to be like that. But then you see like a book written describing and you're like, this is just human nature, you know? <laughs> Are you the screenwriter? Yeah, I wrote the screenplay. Yeah. I think it's genius because to to be able to get this book written yeah. more than a hundred years ago and produce it for our society now, 2023, and yeah. making it very plausible. I think you didn't excellent job you and the actors also are amazing i was reading about your work i know you've been doing a lot and palis what is coming next for you are you going to produce more episodes for doggy bank or are you starting producing new things uh, I'm producing new things. I'm working on my second feature right now. And it's a, a drama about a family that one of the patriarch uh, passes away. And then the son comes back to the farm. And they're trying to, the, the, the family has to grapple together in order to save their farm. Uh, very close to home, as I already mentioned. <laughs> it's like a very personal story that happened to me when my dad passed away. And we're adapting to do here in California in one of the first coffee farms that exist here. And we're doing that, that story as this family trying to save the, one of the first California farms after the father passed away. Like that's a very, uh, the story that, uh, they're like a Latino family. So is, is just a way to, um, I'm interested in doing stories that portray Latinos and in different perspective. In this case, like they're just is a family grappling to try to keep the farm alive. You know, it's not about immigration or about like uh, uh, any any other common hardship that we see. There's like a lot of conflict, but is a is just a a different angle. So that's that's going to be my second feature, Doggy Bank. I would love to do a second season like if you watch doggy bank on its entirety in <laughs> on amazon because we uh put just some episodes available for your podcast the last one we finished with a huge cliffhanger calling for a second season and that's how that's how i like to do series like i always like to leave possibilities for for a second one even even my feature to be very honest my first feature film I like to conclude the stories and the arcs that we build. Obviously, even in Doggy Bank, if you really notice, like a lot of like characters have their conclusion, even though we leave like a huge open open gate for for you know to plug in the second story. There are conclusions to some of the main characters. And but my first feature too, like there was like an ending that opens up to another way. So I really, really like to open those possibilities. And Doggy Bank, I would love to have the opportunity to, you know, uh, continue. Like, I had, like, a writing partner that we write the script together. And we already, like, had the whole idea laid out for the second one. But for now, I'm working on my second feature. Sounds wonderful. And, Thalys, for our listeners, could you please share 
your socials. I'm sure they want to see you. Oh, yeah, of course. My social media is uh, TalisCR. That's my name and, and my initials. It's T-H-A-L-E-S-C-R. And that's uh, basically everywhere. Instagram, uh, TikTok, I guess. Uh, where else? We, we, we go Twitter, Facebook. That's all that. And, and Doggy Bank, too, if, you, if you're interested in following Doggy Bank's social media, uh, is uh, Doggy Bank Series, you know, at Doggy Bank Series. Uh, make sure you ping me, send me a message if you hear from here and I'll be more than happy to have a conversation over there as well. Thales, would you like to leave a message for our audience? Yeah, I would love to leave a message to, to our audience now. <laughs> First of all, thank you so much for exploring uh, Latino works and, you know, Brazilians and And I appreciate all the support and be kind to one another <laughs> and make sure that when we see works by Latino filmmakers, they have like an extra work, extra layer of job that other, other works don't, don't have. So I think it's, it's good to, to, to look at those type of work with kind eyes. So I appreciate that, I, that a lot of people are seeing that and giving me that feedback and, and, and giving that, you know, like that same response. So I just want to thank everybody that are doing this and, and ask your listeners to join and watch the series and, and send me a message, leave a review and keep a conversation going. Yes. And we have three episodes published on Catch the Story. This series is fantastic. Please don't miss it. And thank you for listening to our interview. Palace will be featured in our next issue in January. Palace, thank you very much for joining us on the Relatable Voice podcast. It has been an absolute blessed chatting with you. I'll be happy to go back to LA. Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm the one who has to thank you for giving me this space and invite and love to meet you as a, you know, I have a little time to chat. You're a lovely person. And you have a lot of light. So is uh, you shine through the screen. We're through Zoom here, but I can feel your 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 energy and your warmth through the screen. So that's more than a pleasure to be here. Uh, I'm the one who thank you and thanks everybody who is listening and uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. You made my day. <laughs> <laughs> If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening, and remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.